1: Uh, My governor envy, turns out my governor envy is not limited to just Iowa, Florida, Texas. It also now must include Tennessee governor, what's this guy's name? Was it right here on the story? (laughs) I thought Bill Lee is the governor of Tennessee. He has just signed into law a bill that says teachers are not required to use a student's preferred pronoun when referring to the student if the preferred pronoun is not consistent with the student's biological sex. Now, I've had conversations with teachers at several suburban school districts here in central Ohio, and they tell me that the matter of not misgendering a student is kind of a game of uh, whack-a-mole gotcha in that students will say that their gender is fluid. Otherwise, there'd be no debate about whether they're a boy or a girl. You just look at them and be able to tell. Adam's apple boy, no Adam's apple girl. Pretty easy giveaway. Unless they're wearing a very high turtleneck. But that the students know that in districts like Dublin, Upper Arlington, Olentangy, Worthington, that the teachers will get in trouble if the student can say, oh, they misgendered me. So the students will engage in this game of whack-a-mole gotcha and change their gender sometimes from one day to the next. This, of course, introduces a whole bunch of unnecessary nonsense to the school day, which Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee, another governor who's better than our governor, has gotten rid of with this law. One of the state representatives, the guy who proposed it, his name is Mark Cochran, said the right of freedom of thought is protected by the First Amendment against state action. It includes both the right to speak freely and the right to refrain from speaking at all. So, good for the state of Tennessee, looking more and more and more like a place I'd enjoy living. Now, here's a bipartisan proposal in the Senate that i got to say I'm not wild about. It is sponsored on the Republican side by Marco Rubio, Florida, and sponsored on the Democratic side by Senator John Ossoff of Georgia, who is one of the worst, most liberal, progressive senators in the U.S. Senate. He and Raphael Warnock in Georgia make quite a tag team. Both of them were elected because... Trump basically told people in Georgia, in the runoff election, following his defeat in 2020, don't go out and vote. The election's rigged. Trump is a really interesting electoral phenomenon in that he's lost in 2018 midterms, which everybody, almost all presidents lose in the midterms, so I'm not going to smash him for that. Lost the 2020 election. All of his preferred candidates, pretty much all of them except J.D. Vance in Ohio, lost in the 2022 midterms. Adam Laxalt in Nevada. Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania. Herschel Walker in Georgia. I'm forgetting a couple. Because there were more. Oh, Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania. And Trump bears no... Repercussions of that. John Ossoff's in the Senate because Trump told Georgians to stay home in early 2021. And now John Ossoff is the Democratic sponsor of this bill that would make it easier for first responders and teachers to buy houses in the communities where they work. Now you're going, what, you're coming out against first responders, all your friends in the Columbus Police Department? Shout out to you, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to think you're Double-crossing them like Andrew Ginther. No, I have no problem with first responders being in this bill. I have a problem with teachers being in this bill. Why aren't teachers given preferred status when it comes to buying houses? Well, teachers ought to be able to live where in the districts where they teach. It's not like teachers are vastly underpaid, okay? If you got two teachers in a family, you can afford to live in any community. Dublin, UA, you can afford to live anywhere. Okay, You just can. But John Ossoff and Marco Rubio want to establish a new federal housing administration home loan program that would include teachers who are first-time homebuyers so they could buy a house without a down payment. Gee, how did that work out in the housing crisis of 2008? It worked out so good, it almost crippled our economy. You want some detail from John Ossoff? Sorry, he's a Democrat. He gives no details. During a Monday press conference, Asaf could not specifically say how much the program might cost taxpayers and said his staff would follow up with a detailed physical analysis. You circle back on that. And Ossoff's spokeswoman could not say when the information might be available. Free beer tomorrow. Yeah. Stupid idea. Stupid idea, Marco Rubio. Speaking of stupid ideas, we could do a segment today in stupid ideas. Almost all of them would have the fingerprints of Joe Biden on them, including this one. He has announced, of course, in tandem with his Environmental Protection Agency, which shouldn't exist, that two-thirds of all light-duty and medium-duty vehicles must be electric by 2032, less than a decade from now. Two-thirds of all new vehicles light duty, which is trucks and cars that you drive to work, and I drive to work, would have to be electric. This would include most SUVs and many pickup trucks. Currently, how many are electric? What percent do you think are electric right now? 5%. So we got to get to 67% in nine years. So let me see here. we got to go 62%. In nine years, pretty much we have to increase our electric vehicle immersion in the market by 7% a year. Which is to say that all those electric vehicles you see out there, and you see a lot of them. You see a lot of Teslas. You see a lot of uh, Chevy Volts and other hybrids. The amount you see would have to more than double every single year for the next nine years in order to get to 67%. This is why. Because you're going, that can't happen. (laughs) This is why. 151 House Republicans, why isn't it all 200 plus of them, have written a letter to the EPA opposing the new new rule and calling it unworkable and impractical. Yeah, you think? This is such a stupid idea. And every time that I hear when we talk about the Biden crime family and one of the stiff arms that the Democrats give us is, well, wow. I mean, all those suspicious activity reports from the banks and all those deposits in the Biden family bank account, that's not really evidence that Joe Biden is getting money from foreign adversaries, and it's certainly not evidence that Joe Biden's policies have been affected by his family getting money from countries like China and Ukraine. Every time I hear that, I think, why are we so all fired up to convert to electric vehicles when China pretty much has the market cornered on the electric battery market? See, every time they say, well, none of his policies have been impacted. Oh, really? Did did I imagine the Chinese spy balloon flying across the country? unabated and unfettered till it was out over the ocean and taken all the pictures and sent all the data that it wanted to send back to the homeland? Do I imagine that China has the market cornered on batteries and that we're doubling down on electric vehicles more than doubling the amount of electric vehicles we have on the road every single year for the next nine years? That doesn't speak to Joe Biden designing policies that are friendly to China? again, I say it. You lay the evidence on... They say, where's the evidence? And you lay the evidence on the table, and they go, that's not evidence. So, China's immersion in the U.S. markets will certainly increase if this silly, unachievable, uber-expensive agenda item goes through. And by that time, Joe Biden will be long gone... And maybe history will render a fair accounting of the fact that he was the most corrupt president immersed in lies like no other in the entire history of this country. For this afternoon, sunny and warm, the high 83. Mainly clear, stargazing night tonight. The below 56. Hazy tomorrow, warm when you have coffee in the morning, then turning breezy, high 81. Thursday is going to be sunny much of the time, cooler with a high only 67. Pleasant on Friday, plenty of sunshine, the high back up to 75. And looks like a nice weekend ahead as well. I'm Ruth O'Brien on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Yeah, and if you don't believe me, how deeply ingrained in our culture wokeism is, and how much cancel culture uh, browbeats organizations into caving on things that are just, I mean, they're evil. Take a look at what's happened with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So it's bad enough they're going to have a pride night, okay? Which makes me barf. They're going to have a pride night. And... There's an organization out there called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. It's a parody organization where they mock Catholics. They mock nuns. They they blaspheme Jesus Christ. And the Dodgers originally said, no, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, you're kind of a hate group we're not going to invite you to be on the field during pride night well of course the sisters of perpetual indulgence complained and the lgbtq alphabet mafia came out because everybody under that flag has to root for each other because if they don't stand up for each other well if they hang separately they're afraid they'll all hang together or if they don't hang together they'll all hang separately sorry i messed that up but anyway The Dodgers have recanted. Here's their statement. After much thoughtful feedback from our diverse communities, devil worshipers, honest conversations with the L.A. Dodgers organization and generous discussions with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the Dodgers would like to offer our sincerest apologies to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, members of the LGBTQ plus community and their friends and families. We have asked the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, to take their place on the field at our 10th annual LGBTQ Pride Night. We are pleased to share that they have agreed to receive the gratitude of our... Could you lick their boots any harder? Could you prostrate yourself and prove yourself an agent of the devil any more than that? This is so common. It's why I advocate for Patriots which It's why I want you to buy the stuff you're already buying from a family-owned company, from one that's not woke, from one that gives to police, from one that gives to the pro-life movement, from one, I'm telling you, the products are phenomenal. And here's the degree to which we're fighting this with our own money. Story in the Federalist. Each year, the U.S. government awards hundreds of billions of dollars, hundreds of billions every year, in grants and contracts to nonprofit organizations, corporations, museums, libraries, colleges, and other entities. A lot of this is funneled to crazy woke organizations that are the ones teaching our kids their radical gender ideology. They're the ones bringing illegal immigrants into the country. They're the ones that have made diversity, equity, and inclusion the greatest grift in the history of American corporations and American education. The Claremont Institute has put its Center for the American Way of Life on the case and has created what it calls the Federal Progressive Subsidy Database, a place where you can go and find out how much money is being given to affirmative action programs, LGBT advocacy groups critical race theory, educational initiatives, social-emotional learning, another garbage. The numbers are astounding and depressing, honestly. This Claremont Institute found over 2,600 contributions totaling more than $6 billion in federal subsidies to leftists Since 2016. Who was president in 2016? Oh, that's right. Barack Obama, but then Donald Trump. And did this stop? No, it didn't. Now, I'm not blaming Trump. I'm just telling you this happened on his watch. It escalated on his watch. I'm looking here at the amount of money given just for diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. Well, I got to give him credit actually. Now that I look at it, Obama 2016 gave 13 million. Under Trump in 2017 it went down to 8 million, then down to 7 million, then back up to 11 and a half million in 2019, and then in 2020 it went to 14 million. And what happened in 2020? George Floyd, of course. May of 2020. The funding for DEI in colleges in the wake of George Floyd in the final year of Trump's presidency, $14 million given to DEI initiatives in 2021, the amount more than doubled, $28 million. And in 2022, the amount went up to double again to 55 million dollars 55 million just to diversity equity and inclusion programs i didn't even get into immigration and planned parenthood and pregnancy initiatives the pregnancy initiatives are always billed as pregnancy prevention programs you know what that means that means abortion that's what that means thrive okc One of the organizations that got money is a, quote, sexual health collective for youth in Oklahoma City that received five million dollars from the federal government for pregnancy prevention. Well, while you're talking to kids about not getting pregnant and giving them contraception, what better time to also educate them about leftist political activism? So they did. This is how it works, of course. I really believe that we need a leader in the White House in 2025 and beyond who can not only identify the problem, but fix the problem. I don't know if Trump can fix the problem. We were told we'd get a wall. We didn't get the wall. We were told we'd defund Planned Parenthood? We didn't defund Planned Parenthood. All the lockdowns, all the shutdowns, much as it pains me to say it, happened while Donald Trump was president. Did he fire Comey? No. Did he fire Fauci? No. Did he fire Deborah Burks? No. I think Ron DeSantis has proven that he can get those kinds of things done in the state of Florida. That's why I think he was the, he is a smarter choice to be the Republican nominee. But he's got an awful lot of sledding to go. And he's not proven yet either. He hasn't proven his ability to relate to Republican voters across the board. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Republican primary once DeSantis gets in. He's supposed to get in tomorrow. Tim Scott got in yesterday. I certainly think it would be one of those three. Right now, would you take... Trump, or would you take the field to be the next Republican presidential nominee? They're going to come after Trump with indictments and everything else they can do to drive him from the race. Joe Biden's not getting any younger, though. That is the one thing in our favor, and his policies aren't getting any better either